Welcome back to the Self-Care Bestie podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burse, LCSW, and today we're going to be talking about how to deal with difficult relatives. If you're listening to this in real time, you're listening to it on January 1st, 2020, so Happy New Year. Um, I just wanted to talk about dealing with difficult relatives because we just came through the holiday season, but I think it's a pertinent thing to talk about any time of the year. So let's go ahead and jump in. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any difficult relative struggles, you can always reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram at self underscore care underscore bestie, or you can find me on Facebook, the self care bestie page, or you can email me C B E A R S E counseling at gmail.com. Okay. So along with all the joys of the holiday season, but any time in life, there are also some stressors that we deal with. And at the top of the list for many is dealing with difficult relatives. So relatives can be difficult for a whole host of reasons, ranging from them trying to manipulate or control situations and people to them constantly doing or saying hurtful things. For many, merely thinking of hosting or visiting with difficult relatives causes very, very extreme anxiety that can potentially steal all of your joy whether it's the holidays or not. So this begs the question, what are you supposed to do about it? Now, many people mistakenly believe that because you're related to someone, there's nothing you can do when they say inappropriate things or overstep your boundaries. But please hear me loud and clear. That is definitely not the case. So let's talk about a few helpful reminders to review before we really head into any sort of talk about difficult relatives. All right, the first thing we need to be aware of is that we want to focus on ourselves and not them, not the difficult person. So like I said, the first mistake most people make is thinking there's nothing they can do when a relative is disrespectful. They ruminate on how the person has wronged them in the past, and they absolutely dread seeing them for weeks before it actually happens. The much more helpful and healthy thing to do is think about what you can do you, yourself. You definitely can't change their behavior short of hoping for a miracle. So instead, you must decide what you will do when and if they mistreat you. Decide what you're willing to tolerate and what you are definitely not willing to tolerate. So take some time to journal about who or what has stolen your joy in the past and what could be done to restore it in the future moving forward. This is something that I talked at length about in my free boundaries class a while back. So if you want to catch the replay, you can um, message me and I will send you the link for the YouTube video. All right, number two, we want to visualize the ideal. Now, I'm definitely not one of those people who thinks that by visualizing something, you can manifest it or cause it to happen. No shade if that's your thing. It's just not mine. But I do, however, believe that visualization can help you get very clear on what it is you really want, and then you can use that clear picture to set goals and take the action steps needed to make your desired outcome far more likely to occur. So take some time and get comfortable, close your eyes, and really envision how you want your next encounter with this relative to go, whether it's a party or visiting at their house or anything else that you have going on. So think about who is there, what food is being served, what are you wearing, even and above all, most importantly, how are you feeling in this ideal scenario? 
Once you have it cleared up in your mind, think about what action steps you might take to make it a bit more likely to occur. Do you need to tell Uncle Fred that he's welcome to come to your house as long as he doesn't have too much to drink? Or even do you need to nix the alcohol altogether? Is it time to tell Great Aunt Jenny that politics are off the table for conversation this year? You do you, friends, but really give this some thought and consideration. Okay, number three, practice responding instead of reacting. Because let's be honest, you're not going to be able to avoid every awkward, uncomfortable, or hurtful situation with your family by visualizing your ideal graduation party or bridal shower. But it is really helpful, so I do suggest you give it a try. But the thing is, is we are all flawed human beings, and even someone who loves you very much with the best of intentions can hurt or disrespect you out of nowhere. So while the previous ideas can help you notice patterns of unhealthy behavior and plan ways to deal with them, it's also helpful to practice responding instead of reacting when someone says or does something that triggers or offends you. So when you're caught completely off guard, it's best to take a moment to notice the anger or hurt you may be feeling and then take a few deep breaths. You can practice saying things like, I don't think you meant it that way, but that really hurt my feelings. Or something like, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but that's actually a really racist remark. A few days ahead of when you might need them. So practice them ahead of when you're going to be with these people. You'll be much more likely to respond rather than react if you've had a chance to practice a calm response ahead of time. Okay, last but not least, we want to accept what is. So at the end of the day, we can make the necessary changes within ourselves and simply accept how things go. To do otherwise would be to induce our own suffering, and that's just not a good idea for your mental health. No matter what happens, can you look back and find the moments of joy and love, though there will surely be some not-so-perfect moments as well? Focus on what you do have and what went well with gratitude. Approach each situation with a beginner's mind. Just because Cousin Mary was out of line last year doesn't mean she will be this year. So I hope these tips can help you increase your peace and joy in the weeks and months ahead. Let me know if you have any other good ideas for dealing with difficult relatives. I'm always up for hearing from you, like I said. And I wanted to let you know, the doors to my self-care community are currently closed, but they'll be opening back up in the spring um, in just a few short months. So I wanted to just explain to you a little bit about what my self-care bestie is. I started it to help as many women as possible because for over seven years, I've worked exclusively in private practice with clients who have had amazing results. But the problem is therapy is expensive and many women can't afford it, which is seriously so sad to me because I truly believe that everyone should have access to a therapist and it shouldn't have to cost them an arm and a leg. And again, while my self-care bestie isn't meant to replace therapy, it allows me to teach the same skills and provide the same encouragement that I do in an office session, but for less than a dollar a day. Whoop, whoop. So that just gets me all pumped up. I can't help it. Literally, the same exact support I provide in my sessions is available to you through the My Self-Care Bestie membership. So if you would like to learn more about that or you have questions about anything at all, like I said, don't hesitate to reach out at self underscore care underscore bestie on Instagram. Um, or my email address is C-B-E-A-R-S-E counseling at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon.